Thank you for tuning into The World Game, a World Cup podcast. The podcast that will have everything you need to know about the World Cup. There will be recap episodes throughout the tournament, so you won't miss a storyline. Maybe there was a 90th minute game winning goal. Maybe there was some controversy. Either way, we'll dive right into it. My name is Peter Roman. I've loved football all my life, and thanks for joining me on this journey. Before we get into the episode, I just want to talk about the migrant worker situation again. It's a horrible human rights tragedy. Thousands of people died in building the stadiums needed for the World Cup and the other infrastructure involved in the tournament as well. And my heart goes out to the victims and their families because this should have never, ever happened. Now on to the episode. So today's episode, semi-final recap part two, as I will talk about the France versus Morocco semi-final. And then, of course, you know, the next episode after this one will be the World Cup final preview. World Cup final goes on Sunday. Very excited for that. But let's get into this second semi-final between France and Morocco. So this game... Really close, and the scoreline, in my opinion, in the end, was a little bit deceiving, but uh, let's start with the beginning of the game. So France got a very early goal, the first goal from open play, scored against this Moroccan team. It was Antoine Griezmann who made a brilliant move off the ball. He was moving around, trying to drift between the lines, and then he found a gap in the back three that Morocco was playing. He went in behind and then played it across to Kylian Mbappe. Mbappe's shot was blocked. Theo Hernandez was there to score on the deflected rebound. 1-0 France, great start for them. For Morocco, the reason why they switched formation and the reason why they went with a back three instead of their normal back four, in my opinion, has to do with Saïs. Saïs, their captain and their best center back, he was clearly injured and he tried to give it a go. They started him in the game. He only lasted like 14 minutes before he had to get subbed off. And it obviously sucks. He really tried his best to, you know, be able to play for his team. But he was injured. And I think they went with the back three to compensate for the fact that they knew he was a little bit injured. But ultimately, in the end, you know, the the back four, I think, suited Morocco more in this game. But I understand why they went with it because they knew that they had an injury and they needed to compensate for that somehow. So... Anyway, 1-0 France, very early in the game. And Olani, I apologize if I butchered his name. He's been really good in this tournament. He's been playing, I think he's played all the minutes in the midfield for, for Morocco. Like, he started every game anyways. He had a great shot from distance. Curling effort right towards the right corner. Hugo Lloris made a really good save. And then a little bit later, Kylian Mbappe got in behind. And he ended up not being able to, like, contort his body properly. He got pushed a little bit. He was off balance. And the ball got, you know, sent out and then played back into Olivier Giroud, who had a wide open net and he missed. Tough one for Olivier Giroud. And then towards the end of the half, because I thought France was the better team for most of the first half. But in the last 10 minutes, Morocco started to take over. They had just a crazy sequence. There was a bicycle kick from El Yamik that hit the goalpost. And then there was a rebound that no one could shoot in. And then... There was a few other chances. They had some headers go just wide. They had some other opportunities that missed the net. Like, it's just Morocco, for the last 10 minutes of that first half, they had chance after chance after chance, and they just couldn't bury it. 
it was really, really close. Just, you know, a little unlucky and, you know, a little bit. They needed a little more quality in the final effort to put it in the net, of course, which is the hardest part. But for France, I think they were very lucky to escape the half. one nothing ahead of Morocco. In the second half, it really felt like Morocco's game. And Morocco, I think, are re were really unlucky not to score in this second half. Because for France, basically the only chances they generated was killing Mbappe's counterattacks. And that was about it. But Morocco, they had pressure and pressure and pressure. In the 52nd minute, they had a couple of really great opportunities. Raphael Varane made a last-ditch effort to make a great tackle. And then Konate made another great defensive play. And Antoine Griezmann was making defensive plays. Like, France were really defending for their lives for much of the second half. But Morocco just couldn't get that little bit extra. They were really good at generating chances in this game. And that was something that I wasn't quite sure if they were capable of because Morocco have played with the lead for the most part in this tournament. So having them be down a goal meant they had to press. And they were really great at generating chances. They just couldn't bury it. They couldn't score. And it was really frustrating in that sense because, of course, I was rooting for Morocco even if, you know, I thought France would win the game. But... For Morocco, you know, France was really defensive. And I have to say, Antoine Griezmann, this guy was my man of the match. And he actually got the actual man of the match. And it, you know, Griezmann obviously set up the first goal, right? And that was great play by him. But more than that, his defense, he was playing the center attacking mid role. But his defending, you could have told me he was a center back in this game. And I would have been like, yep, he's playing like a center back. Like, he's, his defending was that of a top-notch center back. That's how good Antoine Griezmann was in this game. He was cutting out passes. He was cutting out passing lanes. He was intercepting the ball. He was making tackles. He was doing everything you could possibly ever want from a defender. And he was doing that as a center-attacking midfielder. So really impressive performance by Griezmann. For Morocco, again, Hakimi, Ziyech on that right-hand side. Ziyech, I think, had a little bit of an off game to me. But Hakimi was really good in generating chances. I thought Buffal had a pretty good game as well. And then and Nasiri, like the striker spot was kind of what let them down. And Nasiri, not his best outing. He really didn't have much much luck in the game and their substitutes didn't really do much either from a striker point of view anyways. But their midfielders played, like Amrabat played another great game. And that slide tackle he had on Kylian Mbappe, I thought initially was a foul, but turned out it wasn't. And he just, you know, he made a good challenge. So, anyway, second half, Morocco's pressing, France trying to hang on to the lead. And heartbreakingly for Morocco, they ended up conceding a second goal. It was some um, Kylian Mbappe magic. It really was. Turam had the ball on the left-hand side after Kylian Mbappe made a brilliant turn and passed to him. He then played the ball back to Mbappe. He drew like six defenders to him. He dribbled past like three of them, took a shot, got deflected. And then it was Kolo Muani with his first touch of the ball scoring for France, his first ever international goal to put his team 2-0 up. And that was pretty much game set and done. Morocco did have some good chances at the end of the game where Koundé cleared one off the goal line. But, you know, I don't think they were ever going to score two goals. But they were really unlucky not to at least have one. I don't know how Morocco didn't have a goal in this game. But France win 
final score, 2-0 in this game. It was a very exciting, a very fun game to watch. Unfortunately, I think Morocco a little unlucky in this game. You know, if a little few bounces go their way, you never know. This could be a different game. But France, they're a really good team, and they found a way to win. They had to defend for their lives quite a bit in this one. Morocco really, really gave it to them. But in the end, it is the defending champions who advance to the World Cup final. So congratulations to France. They're back to the, they are back in the World Cup final, I should say, for the second consecutive tournament. And so France will have a chance to make history as they look to repeat and become the first team since Brazil in 1962 to accomplish that feat. But I have to talk about Morocco, and it would feel wrong if I didn't talk about Morocco. This team, they were the absolute best story of the World Cup. They were the story of the tournament. They made history upon history. They made the semifinals, the first African team to ever make the semifinals. They were also only the third non-European or South American team to ever make the semifinals. So huge, huge props to Morocco. They played some really good football at times. They defended really well in this tournament, and they played their hearts out. They played their absolute hearts out in this game, and if they get, you know, another bounce or two, maybe they win the game, but that's not how football goes sometimes, and so it's obviously a heartbreaking loss for them, but they should feel incredibly proud of the way they played in this game, of the way they played in this tournament, and of the history they achieved. I don't know if it'll quite hit them yet as far as, like, what kind of wall they just broke through for their own country and for countries like theirs, but but it's amazing. It, it really is amazing. Morocco, by far the best story at the 2022 World Cup. And it sucks that it had to end in the semifinals, but they can be really proud of what they've accomplished. And when we and when we look back on this tournament, Morocco's run will be one of the first things that people remember about the 2022 World Cup. And I think that's pretty cool. And so we have ourselves a World Cup final. It is France versus Argentina in the final. There is a lot of legacy and a lot of potential history at stake in this game. I will break it all down for you in my World Cup final preview episode coming either tomorrow or Saturday. I have just depends when I have time to record. And then the World Cup final itself kicks off on Sunday. So I'm very excited for the game. Should be should be a great match. We have two like titans of the sport and we have two teams that are both looking to make history but for different reasons. So France Argentina is the final. Very very excited for that. And that's pretty much all I got for this episode today. So thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to this episode of The World Game, a World Cup podcast. Make sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. I will be doing reaction episodes throughout the tournament. The music is from Pixabay. The whole thing gets going on November 20th. So make sure you subscribe and don't miss a moment of the 2022 World Cup.